From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Thanks for listening to the Aussie Cossack on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to TNT Radio for the final hour of the show, live on a Saturday night for you for the uh, 2nd of December, how time flies. We've got our uh, 12 days, in 12 days time, our anniversary of one year in the Russian consulate here, hold up in Sydney. Uh, but I'm very pleased for the last hour uh, to be joined by uh, a uh, hero of uh, the London Freedom Movement. Her name is Kate Shimirani. She's a natural nurse in a toxic world. That's how she describes herself. And there's, certainly there's a lot of toxicity around uh, around uh, the place, as we've discovered, especially this week, especially in certain conversations. Uh, we've noticed some very toxic things that have said. And when these toxic people uh, conduct themselves like that and say things like that, well, that then has ongoing repercussions. So those people know who they are and uh, their toxicity. Hopefully, Kate Shemarani can uh, bring a bit of about a bit of light in a toxic environment in uh, every sense, a politically toxic, in medical sense. But she's been a nurse for 36 years. She's a mum of four. She's a self-employed uh, professional. And most importantly, she's a Christian. And uh, she uh, loves the world. She stands up to tyranny, fights for uh, the freedom of uh, people, in the United Kingdom, which is under attack. She's been persecuted for organizing and participating in many anti-lockdown rallies uh, across London. And uh, these rallies were organized by the uh, resistance, the freedom movement, much like our uh, freedom movement here in Australia. Uh, She uh, was asked to emcee and speak and lead the crowds at those rallies and uh, said the Lord's Prayer also, which is very important to publicly show an example that it's okay to pray, it's okay to believe in God, it's okay to uh, publicly show that uh, you are uh, a believer in Jesus Christ. There's nothing wrong with that, and that's a good thing. You know, Australia, once upon a time, was also a Christian country. I don't know what it's become these days. It's some disastrous version of whatever the Liberal, Labor, and Greens have allowed it to become. But uh, Kate Shimirami, uh nurse Kate Shimirami was uh charged she was given unlawful and unjust charges she was being persecuted and prosecuted even placed at personal physical risk and why you asked is because she dared to stand up to the mandates she dared to question what the government was uh pushing on the people and she's uh, quite similar to uh, our own uh freedom fighters that we have in Australia that emerged out of the movement so with great pleasure, I welcome Kate Shimirani to the Aussie Cossack Show. Good evening or good good afternoon in London. Thank you so much for having me on. And I just want to say it's a great pleasure to actually meet you because I've seen your face so many times on so many things. And, um, you know, Australia, I've been there so many times as well. I, I worked for an airline in, in amongst all that for 10 years as well. And used to nurse on my days off when I was home in the country. And all my family are down in Australia. Um, there's just me and my kids here. Uh, it it's very interesting. I think it's 38 years I've been a nurse now. You're right. I I emceed the rallies. I was charged, convicted um, as a criminal. The police entered my home with my keys while I was in a jail cell. Um, I, it didn't bother me. I just prayed and fasted while I was in there and had a really good sleep. 
and came out there five pounds lighter uh, with my wrinkles gone because I'd had a good sleep. So it's a bit like it was a bit like a free detox. spa. Detox. Yeah, it's a free spa. And how long did you do in prison? Uh, just 32 hours in custody. <laughs> and I have Lovely. to say, they didn't, they didn't take my high heels off me or my cape because uh, I was wearing a cape. Capes are all back in fashion now. I was wearing one several years ago. And, um, you know, they. I'd, I was working on local radio and as a, as a health expert, I didn't call myself that, they did. And I happened to, in February 2020, talk about COVID, talk about Wuhan, talk about 5G, which is the coup de grace that people are missing. And... Um, and of course, every light went off and the local little radio station with some fat wannabe DJs, uh, I think a couple of them have died now, uh, they wouldn't back me. And they were told to take down all my shows, and uh, which they did, but they couldn't take the show that I live streamed 21 minutes to Facebook that ended up with a couple of million views within a couple of days. I knew I was in trouble when I saw it had 50,000 views. And uh, that was the start of it, really. Now, as a consequence of that, everyone kept contacting me and telling me what was going on. Nurses, doctors, patients. And and genocide was afoot. They were murdering the elderly. They were murdering uh, the elderly in the hospitals and the care homes. And it's interesting because it's not just in the UK. It was Australia. It was America. I interviewed a gentleman from Colombia a couple of days ago, a journalist, and we were talking about the HPV vaccine and these thousand girls that were all injured at the same time, time down in Bogota. And uh, he then started to tell me what was going on there. And, and it was exactly the same. So this was all in lockstep, but I'd had a bit of a, um, a crash course in it because 12 years ago, I had a very aggressive and deadly cancer. And if I took everything on the menu that I was advised to take privately, I didn't go to the National Homicide Service. Um, surgery, chemo, radio, tamoxifenzolidex. My survival was 20% at two years and zero at five, according to three independent peer-reviewed studies that I read. Well, I declined everything. And on day two, I said, I'm going home. And I came home and I, for the next two years, I did the full Gerson therapy, uh, vitamin B17 therapy, high-dose vitamin C therapy and mistletoe injections for one year. And I'm alive and well and cancer-free 12 years on. But that was my baptism of fire. My ex-husband was part of the 9-11 Truth Coalition, a brilliant man, and he'd found the Gerson therapy. And we'd been looking at all these things just before, about a year before I had cancer. So I'd read a lot of the books that people are now familiar with. Let None Dare Call It Conspiracy, Rosa Cory Behind the Green Mask, um, The Committee of 300. I'd already read all these books. So when it arrived on the scene, I thought, whoa, this is what I've been reading about. And now it's happening. So I'd looked into the history of medicine, what we call medicine. It really is medicine. It was eugenicists that started the NHS, the National Homicide Service. Um, they, they never changed their script. But no vaccine has ever been proven safe or effective. Just to say, folks, anything that I'm saying on this show, on TNT Radio Live, it's just for entertainment purposes only. We're just having a jolly old chat. If you've got anything wrong with you, any new symptoms, or you're taking any prescription medication, please do go and see your indoctrinated doctor always. We're just doing this for entertainment. Don't follow my lead. But do do your there due you diligence. There's a disclaimer for you, yeah. but in saying a disclaimer, if you would like to uh, pose a, a question to receive some uh, non-professional, uh, natural entertainment, 
<laughs> entertainment advice, you're welcome to ring us up now one 800 370 and ask uh, Kate about uh, some remedies and what her solutions are. But you mentioned about taking the medications that they give you. You know, a few years ago, a few years ago, uh, you know, I used to travel a lot all the time. I just go to Russia maybe seven, eight times a year. And uh, the lifestyle which I was uh, leading, it was all uh, all about lunches and dinners and the, the business I was in, labor hire. I was a business development manager, so I was always meeting with directors and uh, bosses of building companies. Uh, and uh, we hardly ever met on site, you know, once or twice a year or something happened, there was an injury, you know. It was, you know, it was, it was the kind of lifestyle where uh, it's it's Friday afternoon every day, right? Because that's where the business takes place. So that type of lifestyle uh, led me to uh, have increased blood pressure up to, you know, 180 or sometimes even 190. Once it even hit 205, that's when I thought, shit, this is bad. This is not good. And the blood pressure, it's not a nice thing, that, that feeling. And the doctors gave me all these uh, uh, scripts for tablets. I just refused to take them. I thought, no, not going to take them. I'm a young man. I'm, you know, I'm 33 now, and that was that was five years ago, back then. And I thought, well, if I'm going to be on these tablets, I'm going to be on them forever. So I just declined to have them, and the doctor kept insisting. I said, no, 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 and I just uh, stopped. Uh, you know, improved the lifestyle, got improved more exercise. Um, less on, uh, you know, alcohol consumption and that sort of uh, lifestyle. Uh, it's, it's part of my work and also part of the uh, bravado and character of flying to rush all the time, you know, imagine banquets all the time. So, and the blood pressure uh, naturally got better. No tablets, no nothing, just exercise, relaxation, whatever, and happy days, you know, uh, blood pressure is fine now. don't have any problems. And I fully agree with you what you said about prison. I was in maximum security for four months uh, for breaching a, a non-publication order on YouTube uh, uh, during a YouTube video. A ridiculous sentence. It was their way of getting me back for everything that I've said about them. And in that four-month period, I lost 18 kilos. Uh, and that was a very good detox. It was fantastic. Uh, I suppose you being there for 32 hours, you just were sort of declared a hunger strike and didn't eat at all, did you, inside the jail? I, I wouldn't eat any of the poison that they had, but they did treat me very well. They actually started to, they went out shopping and bought a bag of apples, but you know, it was like, I'm not eating those. They're not organic. Well, was, um, that, was that the but, police station or was it a prison? At the, it was a police station but in, in Charing Cross in London. Hmm. Um, they, they got me bottles of water because I wouldn't drink the tap water because of my thyroid. But, um, you know, they, it, they didn't take my shoes off me or my coat, which it was quite interesting because it was classed as a political arrest. It was MO6. Uh, I, they didn't throw me in the back of the urine smelling van. They bought a van for me that they sit in. MO6, what's that? Is that something similar to MI6? I think it's to do with terrorism. And they, I couldn't get in the van because I've got high shoes on and a tight fitting dress. I couldn't get my leg up high enough. So I got in like the queen with the hand of the the police officer. And the female (laughs) officer, she had the handcuffs in her hand. And I went, really? Really? I said, have you, I can't even run and get in this dress and these shoes. I said, put those away. Anyway, I got in the van and it was full of crisp packets and sweetie wrappers. And it's where the cops sit and ride around London because, of course, 
the virus didn't affect them. You know, they all sat together on a boys' day out. And uh, I said, look at this state and this van. Is it any wonder half of you are overweight? Anyway, um, you know, it was, and so all the way in, I was versing them and getting them to look at things. And it was very interesting. I was treated very well. And then I was just released all of a sudden. But what they'd wanted was to, their bosses wanted to try and get me um, placed on remand, but it didn't work. But I just prayed, knelt down, prayed, took my shoes off, lay down, put the blankets over my head and just did breathing exercises till I drifted off and meditated and left. But, you know, you, you talk about, you, you were talking about going to Russia. Mm. Uh, first of all, Russian food, um, natural Russian food is excellent absolutely excellent and healthy, lots of cabbage, healthy. Um, what you would drink as alcohol in, in countless ages and how much you would drink and why and what it would do to the body. And when you talk about, you know, going to banquets, it's not any of that. It's the sugar. It's the white acid poison. So when you talk about your blood pressure, that top reading can be affected by stress. The one that you said was over 200. Mm. The lower reading is the one we want to look at. But we're looking at pulse pressure. We're looking at the distance between the two. Is it consistently 50? And when it starts to get narrow, then you're in real trouble. But what they don't tell you is it's not cholesterol. Well, they, they tell you all this all the time. Just to digress, your doctor goes to give you pills, but didn't give you any other information because they're pimps. They're not even trained how to avoid or reverse disease. They're trained to recognize a symptom and apply a drug. That's a cartel. These are pimps. That's all they are. And there's very few of them. Oh, you know, when they say to me, oh, I'm a doctor, I say no one cares. Um, I, I don't care. I've got I've got patients of mine that are doctors, that are dentists, that send me patients. Doctors send me patients. They're, they're now, some of them are really good. They're starting to re-educate themselves. But those that like their Johnny and Jane in private school and their wife in Bridge Club and their big mortgage and their car and their idolatry, where they get to go to all these conferences every year and all these people looking at them, aren't they wonderful? If they actually started to learn the truth, their qualifications would disappear into the ether along with their status. And that's what they, they, they don't want. They're, you know, and I don't care about these people. But going back to, you know, the blood pressure thing. So when they tell you, oh, you've got high cholesterol and it's furring up your arteries and that's why your blood pressure is going up. That's a lie. Because the Lord didn't make anything bad in our bodies. That low density lipoprotein is what our brains need. 75% of our brain cells, the, the membrane of our brain cells is made by the fat that we eat. And 50% of our regular cells is the fat that we eat. Well, if you're taking a drug, a cholesterol drug, a statin, to block the fat, what's happening to your brain? Your brain is 60% fat. It's the consistency of soft butter. It only weighs 2% of your body weight, but uses over 30% of your calorie intake. It's, it's incredible. So, yeah. you know... So you've got. A, I'm just looking at the time. The breaks. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go to a break um, shortly. But um, I think I might take uh, full advantage of uh, tonight's episode to um, discuss as many uh, health uh, situations with you as possible. Because look, uh, you may be uh, surprised to know that because I'm locked inside the Russian consulate um, due to my uh, ongoing uh, persecution and sort of uh, exile from Australia, uh, and I've been here now, it's almost one year, so I'm not able to see any doctors. 
And uh, that's a good thing. You can see me instead. Yeah, we can do these uh, sessions over Team Deep Radio. You know, <laughs> there's no there's no patient uh, doctor confidentiality, although. Um, but you know, they've got nothing to hide. I had um, a few visits from an in-home dentist. Uh, that was important. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, stay tuned, guys, because after the break, uh, Ozzy Kozak is going to reveal some of his uh, ailments over the air, and we'll see if uh, uh, Nurse uh, Kate Shemirani can uh, solve them and offer a, a natural, non-big pharma solution. Uh, this could be interesting. Stay tuned right after break on TNT Radio. You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk Are you sitting comfortably? Oh yes, yes. Then I'll begin. Even when you're just sitting around, we're rocking the talk. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to TNT Radio. Uh, that was an uncalled for break, as was uh, instructed by the studio. But nevertheless, uh, we will continue and pretend that nothing happened. Now... Uh, one uh, question I have for tonight's uh, resident doctor on duty, doctor, uh, quote unquote, because she's a, a registered nurse. But um, I no, no, I'm not registered. They, so, they took my registration, but I wouldn't want it. That'd be like knocking on the door of Auschwitz saying, "Can I have my job back?" They can shove that where the sun is shine. Formerly registered nurse, deregistered, but I'd trust her more than I'd trust uh, any uh, doctor out there. Now, question I have for you is about cherries. Now, uh, throughout my life, I sometimes would get in these situations where I felt like I've got shortness of breath and a tightness in the chest, so this tightness in the throat, and like this, and I, you know, struggling for breath. It happened on uh, on a couple of the episodes actually, and I even had to um, use uh, this asthma puffer, right? Uh, and just to sort of, that's what I thought the problem was, right? So I had an absent puffer. However, uh, I noticed, you know, I thought it was something to do with the heart or something to do with the lungs or the throat or something sinister. 
And a couple of times I even presented myself in hospital with, with these sort of uh, complaining of these chest pains, shortness of breath. And they did a full body scan. You know, they pump that, uh, and they inject that um, uh, liquid in there that goes all through your body so they can see where it goes. Uh, I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit apprehensive about that. I said to them, are you sure you're not going to, you know, throw a little vaccine in there while they're there? And I said, no, 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 we wouldn't do that. <laughs> but um, when I presented myself to the hospital, uh, they straight away started asking me, are you vaccinated, vaccinated? I said, no, no, because even they thought, oh, this probably sounds like a vax injury or a side effect. So I said I wasn't. And they ran all these tests. Everything was fine. And after a few hours, it sort of uh, situation stabilized. And that happened a few times. It happened once in Russia. Went to Australia, and then a few weeks ago, uh, my wife likes to go to the markets on Saturdays and uh, buy fruit. So she bought a big box of cherries, red cherries, and these red cherries uh, were thoroughly enjoyed by me. Uh, and then I started feeling that that thing again, you know, this shortness of breath, this tightness in the chest, is, you know, like the neck is sort of sort of can't breathe or struggling for breath. And I just randomly thought maybe it's the cherries, right? And lo and behold, I uh, did a bit of, uh, you know, I asked Dr. Google, and there was some condition uh, to do with cherries. I'm not sure, this, is this a real thing? Is this uh, something that you're aware of? Does it sound like something that's a, a, a health element which you're across, Kate? Well, first of all, Seeing as we're doing a, a nice consultation, I'm so glad that you lost weight, but you still look like you're carrying a bit of extra weight. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll address that. So I lost 18 kilos. Yeah. Right. No, you don't well, need to address it. I'm just telling you. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm telling you as, as a patient to, to doctor here, I've got to be honest with you. So I lost 18 kilos, which brought me, brought me to, you know, my personal best in the last 10 years of about 130. 131, 32, that was, I was, I was feeling really good when I came out of jail. It's fantastic. Because when we were in jail, constantly exercise, push-ups. Um, and, I, you know, I wouldn't, I would get allocated, you're allowed to spend a maximum of $600 a month in jail. Your, you know, your family, my wife in this instance, can put onto your jail account. But that $600, you can only use that as a limit to buy either $100 worth a week of food or put it on your phone bill so you can make phone calls and the the, the mobile rate to call the mobile was quite expensive i think it was around uh i think it was around like 70 cents a minute or something something very expensive could have even been a little bit more so what i did is um because i wanted to talk to my wife on the phone to do business to you know i was running a business from jail all my affairs on the outside i wasn't, wasn't ready to go to prison i just dragged off and taken in so i had to make the decision do I spend that $600 a month limit in jail on snacks, on Tim Tams, on canned tuna, on two-minute noodles, on, you know, tomato sauce, on whatever else they offer you on the jail menu? Oh, there are some healthy things like couscous and um, sort of healthy no, options. No good. I wouldn't say healthy either because it would be hybridized wheat. Absolutely not. Yeah, well, most of the prisoners would get noodles and canned tuna was very popular because it's got protein. Terrible. Probably. Terrible, full of mercury, full of mercury. The cans oh, really? are lined with plastic, which is a, a, a type of plastic, which is a, it affects your hormones. Tuna is a carnivorous fish, like swordfish tuna. 
Um, and what's going to happen when you eat lots and lots of that and salmon, if it's not wild Alaskan, is you're going to have a really high amount of mercury in your body, which adds to toxicity. I think I'm full so of mercury. I see, I see what they eat in prisons. You know, they eat loads of bread, loads of pasta, and only 80% of your weight loss is... Is, is sorry, 80% is diet. It's only 20% that's exercise. Once you start working those muscles, um, yeah, you're going to get oxygen in and those muscles are going to get more toned and you're, their demand then for more calories. But uh, hmm. you know, jails have got a big problem with um, uh, not controlling blood sugar. So oh, you get terrible. a lot of anger. You get loads and loads of aggression. And actually, years ago, I read a study where prisoners did have a problem with blood sugar some of them so they end up in the judicial system constantly for fighting and arguing and you know because they'll drink loads of alcohol then get a big crash then they'll have a big fight outside and they keep ending up in jail and then when they're in jail what do they do they medicate them 70 percent of them are on medication hmm. so it, it's i think it's a it's a pound a day here on, on their food and they give them loads of this white crappy bread to fill up on just to say when you mentioned about noodles and, uh, and I so rudely said you could lose weight. Uh, going back to the original thing, your blood vessels do not fur up because you are eating fat. They fur up because you're eating sugar, rubbish sugar, not fresh fruits and vegetables. It's the rubbish sugar and it binds to your protein. So when you find low density lipoprotein around the edges, of course, it's there. It's there to plug up the holes from mold, from any toxins that you come into contact with. Smokers, there's over 5,000 chemicals in a cigarette. So you get holes in the blood vessels. So your low density lipoprotein goes there to plug them up. So when you are eating sugar, that white acid garbage that they put in everything, they put it in absolutely everything because they want you to have it. It's more addictive than crack cocaine. It's the same process extracting it from the sugar plant as what it is to get heroin from the poppies. It's exactly the same, lights up the brain. It's very addictive. And now you've got the wheat problem where it's all hybridized wheat from the 1960s to make a much greater yield. But that wheat is terrible and it's amylopectin A. It's the highest form of blood sugar. Potatoes and bananas are amylopectin B. Then all your lentils, beans, amylopectin C. So they tell the diabetics, move on to wholemeal bread. But they're eating this wholemeal bread from hybridized wheat that's got even more sugar in it. So then they need more insulin. So when you want to lose weight and you want to get your body good, what do you do? You get rid of all the toxins. So you start drinking clean water, no fluoride, no fluoride toothpaste. Start get, get a distiller, get a Berkey. Get bottles of the best water you can get until you can afford a distiller. No fluoride toothpaste. Use coconut oil if you must. Um, it's it's good for you. It's really good anyway. But you can use a non-fluoride toothpaste. Clean air. Get out in the fresh air every day. Do big, deep breaths. Do star jumps. 15 star jumps in the morning. Get Fill your lungs. Get to bed before by 10 o'clock. You need to be asleep before midnight. All the repair starts at 2 a.m., no LED lights, turn everything off, turn your Wi-Fi off, get your phone off. I didn't turn mine off last night. And I woke up with tinnitus. But then your food, first two aisles of the supermarket, if it looks like you've pulled it off a tree, pulled it out the ground, pulled it off a bush or it's just been slaughtered, literally just be, you can eat it. So it needs to be ideally organic, all your fruits and vegetables. I mean, tell me where a box of crunchy nut cornflakes grows. It doesn't. Tell me where a box of Frosties grows. 
Your noodles, where do they grow? They don't. It's all processed and they add sugar to everything. You switch to all of your clean fruits and vegetables, a sweet potato, a, a veg, and maybe a piece of white fish or a piece of chicken or a piece of turkey, a couple of days meat-free where you have lentils. You do that every day, three meals a day. You can eat the same for breakfast. And then you can start doing, missing out maybe the breakfast and getting yourself to lunchtime. Don't drink tea and coffee. It's this coffee's a stimulant. If you're trying to detox, you don't want to be drinking loads of coffee. Um, you just got to leave it alone because it's going to make your adrenals so secrete that adrenaline and cortisol that is your fright and flight for high blood pressure hawthorn berry extract but you know when you start to take the sugar out of the diet you'll feel so good it, it it's incredible so when you talk about you you possibly have an allergy to cherries allergies begin in the gut that hole in your face your mouth ends at your backside in your anus it's one big long pipe and nobody's a, spe a special snowflake we're all the same Absolutely the same, unless it's an anomaly because people have been, you know, poisoned with what they've eaten or vaccines. You've got to heal the gut. How do you heal the gut? By eating clean. And when yeah. you start to, yeah, go on. Then I'll, I'll, you know, I mean, this this thing with the cherries I discovered um, by accident. I think it's, I think that's what the problem was over all these years. Uh, it was described as uh, anaphylaxis and cherries, according to the American College of Allergy, asthma, and immunology doesn't sound like. And I where does that. asthma begin? In the gut. It begins in the gut. The asthma does. So, uh, what is this? The, the, an anaphylaxis, an anaphylactic shock, can shut down some of your body's major systems, causing the following symptoms: difficulty breathing, tightness in the chest and throat. Now, that's the symptoms which I was having after yeah. eating cherries. And then you need a bronchodilator, which is what you were talking about—the inhaler—and they'll give you. They'll give you hydrocortisone to, to stop that happening. But nobody actually gets like a, ch a child. I, I've had loads of people come to me. <clears throat> I've got asthma. Or my, my teenager's got really bad asthma and eczema. And, and the doctor's given them a steroid as well. And they've given them this. And it's just getting worse. And they're having to use it more. And you say, are they eating dairy? Yes. Are they eating sugar and all these jellied sweets? Yes. Are they eating all these you know, crisps and that with, with colours on them? Yes. Are they got their phone all the time next to their head in their pocket? Yes. Are you drinking flour? You start taking all these things away. It's the first thing I do with asthmatics. I take out all the dairy and I, I do them 12 weeks plant-based first. And then we bring in white alkaline meats and I take away the eggs always. And they start to get better. This is what you have to do. Now, that's not saying to people, if you have an attack, don't use your, your, your inhalers. You've got to. Because an asthma attack can kill you. You go to the third world where it's really dirty. These kids don't get eczema and asthma because they're living among their animals. They don't get it. What causes this? When you start bringing in vaccines, pesticides. Well, actually, that's a good point. In, in, those, in those third world countries, there is no none of this, you know, ADD and ADHD and hyperactive children. In, in the Western Hemisphere, every second child is given diagnosis. Every second child is now you know, a mental case and a head case and full of energy. And instead of uh, looking at the reasons, maybe the high sugar diets or whatever it is, the governments actually prescribe even more drugs to them, including- they give, them, they give them Ritalin, which makes the brain shrink, which was never tested on children. And they, the, one no, of the worst- what, No, no, Ritalin, what about when they give them amphetamines? The kids exactly. in schools. 
And yet it's here it is. Here's the culprit. I mean, if you go into general settings, legal and regulatory, RX exposure, it tells you Steve Jobs never let his kids have a phone. When you look at what happens to the child's brain when they're staring at these devices, it's incredible what happens. The frontal lobe of your brain is responsible for tension, tact, and tenacity of endeavor. That's your ability to focus on a task and learn, your ability to socially fit in. And that when you see these people with Tourette's and they're giving them drugs, everyone thinks it's funny on TikTok and Instagram. You need to clean these kids' diet up. And that means what travels through air? What is in scripture? What is Satan? the prince of air, EMF travels through air. And these kids, you see parents giving them their iPads to hold. Their brains aren't even finished developing till they're in their mid twenties. This is just horrific. This is why I'm called natural nurse in a toxic world. You can all slag me off and go, oh look, she highlights the hair. Yeah, what of it? Shut up and get back in your box. Um, you know, this is what it is. You've got to start getting rid of the toxicity because this is a multi-pronged attack from every direction. So these kids are eating all these garbage foods. They're having all these vaccines. Now, down in Australia, seeing as you're there, they, I think it started in New Zealand in the, in the, I think it was the 70s, 80s, all these kids came from Samoa and they started to develop type 1 diabetes where they, they needed insulin. And the only thing that these kids were doing differently was drinking milk. And the milk is A1 milk from the black and white Frisian cows, not the big humpback cows, which is what you're meant to have it from. And that was causing them to get diabetes. This is why they're having an explosion of it in India as well. They've replaced all the cows. You never see these royals and everybody else eating or drinking ever in public. I'll bet you they're not drinking A1 milk. But what's also really bad about the A1 milk is number 67 in the amino acid chain converts to beta casomorphin, morphine. So you get these babies that have been vaccinated and they've got all these metals sitting in the gut like shrapnel, causing a leaky gut. You've got the silly midwives when the baby's not sleeping. Oh, give them some baby rice. You don't have the enzyme tylin in your mouth until your premolar teeth come in. That's why they're called milk teeth, because you should only be giving them milk, ideally breast milk, until the teeth come in. They don't have this enzyme to break down the starch. So these babies end up comatosed with food stuff in their gut that they can't digest going into the bloodstream and this A1 milk. And what happens? It depresses the respiratory center of the brain, the hypothalamus, and they stop breathing. And what do they call it? Cot death. And there are endless studies, but they're still giving it. They're still giving babies formula milk, this A1 milk. And you know what? Just to get onto it, your nurses, everyone's now in Parliament and everywhere. Oh, this COVID shot, this COVID shot, it's killing people. In Parliament with the gangsters. It's it's like saying, we want to, we want to sue whoever provided the gun. And we want to go and sue the people who made the gun while you still got the gangsters on the streets shooting up the public. That's the nurses. What they need to do is arrest the nurses, get a legal suit against the individual nurse that's harmed your loved one. Because it will take one lawsuit and the nurses will say, I'm not giving those vaccines anymore. So you've still got them all still doing this, 
constantly doing it and these things are going on while they're still injecting more and more more and more and more of these vaccines all different vaccines into kids and destroying them and these mobile devices and you're watching the news all the time the limbic part of your brain right inside your brain a little piece called the limbic part when you're constantly scrolling and seeing all these images from Ukraine, from, from Israel, from Gaza, and you're seeing all these terrible wars around the world, you get, you get anxious and your blood pressure goes up, like the Cossacks just told you. Your blood pressure goes up. This is how they do lie detector tests. Everything goes up when you're watching all of this and your limbic system of your brain becomes overactive, which has a physical effect on your body. So you've got to get these things away from your kids. You've got to start parenting and getting off your backside. Stop watching Netflix. Go out there, look for food, grow your own food, start cooking good nutrient-dense food. You can get on my new website that's about to go live, actually. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to website? Take... Give it a plug. It's going to be, it's kateshemarani.com. That's what it's going to be. Um, it, it's kateshemarani.com, I'll just pause you there. Yeah, uh, and you know what other... else? Yes. We've even got a live chat in the morning, the coffee chat, but it's it's the it's the early morning coffee chat for coffee enemas. Stop you there. Uh, uh, now we'll, we'll we'll take a break, but on the other side of the break, we want to hear all about the website and we want to hear all about how people can get in contact with you and follow your excellent work. The more uh, uh, people like you we have out there uh, who are providing alternatives to the big pharma monopoly to the drug dealers, because that's what they are, they're drug dealers, and a lot of these. Uh, GPs and these doctors are just nothing but glorified pharma representatives, salesmen, pushing drugs, giving you samples and getting you hooked and telling you, take this, here's one for free, pay for the next one, and after that, you've got to take it for the rest of your life. And that's what I said no to with these blood pressure tablets. I said no. I said no, 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 no. They kept telling me, why aren't you taking your tablets? I said, I don't want to take them. That's it. I said, if I can't fix my blood pressure myself, you know, as a young 28-year-old man at that time, by doing exercise and, you know, improving my diet, but then I'm not going to sit on tablets for the rest of my life. And, you know, I have fixed the blood pressure. It's now gone. Fantastic. Especially after being to prison for four months. That was a fantastic detox. I didn't eat any of the bread, by the way. That was the main enemy. Uh, all my cellmates, we said, made a pact. We said, because the prison, the guards would just give you like two loaves of bread a day, a day. And then you see other, and you see these prisoners in the yard, some of them, right? They, you, get, you get free butter and you get free bread, two loaves of bread. And they'd be getting the bread and butter and making toast and sandwiches and just all day because they're hungry, right? Um, I sort of learned in prison to just accept the feeling of hunger as a good feeling. And I said to myself, well, while I'm here, if I'm hungry, that means my body is working and it's, you know, eating itself. And, you know, well, let, let's continue this conversation after the break. It's getting interesting on TNT Radio. We'll be back. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. As a meteorologist, I look for common threads in the weather. And common threads are absolutely essential when looking at the climate situation. Because, you see, it's not really about climate. Let's take a common thread between Al Gore, Dr. Michael Mann, and our infamous climate ambassador, John Kerry. Al Gore, first of all, his father voted against the civil rights movement. Secondly, Al Gore was a state senator in Tennessee. Guess what's in Tennessee? A state park and a giant monument to the founder of the Ku Klux Klan. How come he didn't see that over there? What about Dr. Michael Mann? saying that climate deniers, and I suppose I'm one of them over there, 
are a threat to children and grandchildren. Very interesting since he supports policies that have reportedly ended the life of 60 million kids before they came out of the womb, three quarters of them people of color. And then, of course, there's John Kerry. That's the man who supposedly threw his medals over the fence at the White House. And yet, we see him show up at these meetings with all his medals, right? What kind of hypocrisy is that? This is a man who wants us to start in the face of record-breaking food production, somehow or the other, get rid of the agriculture so that we can cut CO2 emissions. You see the common thread between all these people? They're all hypocrites. They all follow the same kind of thing that they do with climates. They're sanctimonious know-nothings, and that's exactly what this is about. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please, listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. You're with the Aussie Cossack on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back for the final uh, 13 minutes of tonight's uh, marathon uh, five-hour episode, doing it every Saturday night live for you from Sydney uh, with, with Kate uh, Shimirami, who is a... Uh, natural nurse of the people we shall say nurse of the people and i'm very for one happy to take her advice uh it's funny uh just a few days ago i came across uh some information that there are vaccinated people vaccinated people who are now blaming the unvaccinated saying well you knew that the vaccine was bad and you're so selfish that you didn't warn us we went off and got it and now we're sick and blame the unvaccinated. That's I don't know. That's crazy. But that's 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 how they think. That's how they think. They were blaming the unvaccinated back in the day when it was all happening. They were blaming the unvaccinated when uh, they were getting their clot shots and we weren't. And now look what's happening. Now they're blaming them again. They're blaming us. They're saying you're the ones who should have warned us, and you didn't do enough to warn us. And uh, how can we be really held responsible, Kate? Uh, it, it, how do you explain the uh, psychology? Uh, behind such accusations that it's the vaccinated, uh, the unvaccinated are at fault because they didn't warn the rest of us uh, in time. Well, if people are truly saying that, well, I've, I've actually seen it on, on social media. These are the same people that would always be whining and bitching and moaning. These are the same people that they'll go to their doctor, they'll eat garbage food, they'll, they'll do activities that are going to destroy their health. And they'll go to the doctor and say, fix me up and they'll take a pill. A petroleum-based pill. These are people that will never, ever take responsibility for themselves. The only way to the father is through the son. 
Christ, the Christ within, we have to take responsibility. So by giving that responsibility to someone else, it's not their fault. Oh, it's not our fault. I mean, let's go one step further than that. In America, they've already paid out billions in vaccine damage. We've got a vaccine damage uh, government payment, 120K. So the government are actually saying, yes, vaccines damage. The very fact that they have a vaccine damage, that's all vaccines. But some of them are saying, well, that's not enough, 120K. We want X amount of millions. Well, where do these people think it's coming from? From us, the taxpayer. I ain't paying for your problems. But this is like our, our healthcare system is an industry. They get you as you are a baby and vaccinate you with all the childhood vaccines. They feed you fluoride, uh, fluoride, chlorine in the water, bromine in all your fire retardants, all of those heavy halogens push iodine from your thyroid gland, biggest promoter of disease, lack of iodine. And then what's happening then is then they're going to school and get indoctrinated and all the mobile devices and everything else. And then they get sick. And then they have to go into the healthcare system where they're given drugs or have body parts cut off, cut open, whatever. And then, then you know, they 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 treat you and then you 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 get killed with the end of life care, which is it's not even harm, it's not even euthanasia, it's homicide. You get killed with that and you get disposed of. You pay for it all from the cradle to the grave. It's an industry. That's why you see all these uh, royals and everybody else. They live till they're like nearly 100 and over 100. Of course they do. Rockefeller himself was over 100 because they don't touch this garbage. So for all these people going, oh, you should have told us, you should have told us. They're people that will never take responsibility for themselves. It's not their mess. They're the people you don't want to be standing beside when that battle starts because they are nothing more than um, they're a liability. They're a liability to you. You want, That's what I say to people, you know, when they, they say about having friends and family and partners and boyfriends. And I go, pick the person who you know when you go into battle, they're standing beside you or they'll stand in front of you. And these people aren't because it's never their fault. It's always somebody else's fault. And they're people that you need to distance yourself from because when the next thing comes, which it's coming, the very people who will call in for the likes of you and I to be jailed in a concentration camp and have all our liberties removed, deprivation of liberty orders slapped on us. Uh, and now, oh, we want to forget about it. Just forget about it. We, we, we got it wrong. Um, okay, oh, okay, should... okay. Everyone's allowed to make a mistake, right? Let's just, let's yeah, just base yeah. that thought. And they're going to do the same thing again. They'll do it again because that is their makeup because they don't know Christ. Because if they knew Christ, they wouldn't have been deceived. And if they were deceived, they would repent. They would accept for themselves, not blame another. Well, I think that's a very valid point. Even if the government leaders in charge of these policies are not uh, Christians themselves, they can adhere to Christian principles because uh, the foundation of Western civilization uh, is based upon uh, Christian principles. And one thing that uh, earlier in the show we talked about uh, with uh, my colleague, uh, Major McBride, was the Australian government's apology that they've made today, finally, after many, many, many years, after decades, to the uh, thalidomide survivors and uh, the families of those who were forced to give, to given these pills that were supposed to be good for you, safe and effective. We've heard it all before. I think there should be, and we should push uh, for retribution and a settlement for what we went through. Now, you've got these people who are vaccinated getting injuries, blaming us, blaming you and I. 
Ah, oh, you knew. You didn't tell us. What a disgrace. I mean, we were trying to tell you. We were banned. We were arrested. We were shut down. We were censored. We were thrown off social media platforms, right? My YouTube channel, was that, that channel was going off, right? It was a great channel, Aussie Cossack, more than a thousand videos. It was The income was about 30 grand a month. And it was a fantastic channel. The government took it down for medical misinformation. That, what a bloody disgrace. No, the government, well, I mean, YouTube as in Google, but at the behest of the government, right? And now the tides have turned. Now the government itself, by paying out uh, billions of dollars to compensation to vaccine survivors, that's an admission of guilt. They're saying, yes, we were wrong. If they weren't wrong, they wouldn't pay. When you pay, that means you're at fault. So if the government's paying, they've acknowledged that they were wrong. If they're acknowledging that they were wrong, why don't they acknowledge uh, the apology uh, which is needed to those people uh, who are campaigning, who were put into prison, such as you, such as many others out there, uh, who had their lives turned upside down, and they did it for the people. They fought hard. They fought battles on the streets, uh, you know, with the megaphones on the social media, uh, organizing, agitating, trying to fight back and bring about awareness. And they were punished. Where is the apology? I really think that that's what we should be pushing for, because only then, then we that would be the first step for accountability. And this whole attitude towards those people who were the you know the whistleblowers or the instigators punishing them, you know, we're all going to be in trouble. And I always say this until we get Julian Assange out. We get Julian back. He is Absolutely. the sort of the root of all of this. Right, that's the example. That's the precedence, you know, British law where you are, Australian where we are, it's all about the precedent. We set that as a precedent. Assange was not a criminal. Assange was a hero. Admit it, face it. The government needs to cop it on the chin. The government make mistakes historically. The British government make mistakes. The Australian government make mistakes. There's been plenty of instances where the Australian government has apologised and they apologised, you know, the Australian parliament. They've apologised to the indigenous population. The British government has apologised to many, uh, you know, people around the world. It's all well and good. You can apologize to other countries. You can apologize to indigenous. How about apologizing to your own? How about apologizing to everyone around you? And that would be a great stepping stone. Uh, and of course, we need to get Julian uh, free and back uh, you know, into society, the poor bloke. Otherwise, he'll just die in prison. He will die in prison. And it would be that would be a black mark on the conscience, of course, of all the politicians in power. But by how extension, about we just get rid of governments? Because I don't know about you, I personally do not need to be governed by a group of people, pompous arses that are overpaid and have got vested interests and have got lots and lots of money invested in pharmaceuticals, in all of these things, surveillance. They are all gangsters and we don't need them. We need to go back to where you have elected members in towns and villages and cities. It needs to be like that, where they live among the people and they are completely accountable. I don't want to see some fat cat politicians um, up deciding where my money goes to pay for this war, to pay for that war, whilst our elderly are dying because they can't afford to heat their homes. So how about we just get rid of government? Oh, would that be treason? Well, I don't think so, because they are uh, um, going over and above the powers that we, the people, bestowed upon them, if you do indeed believe in democracy and that your vote is even counted. So, you know, Basically, I don't really agree with governments. I don't want governing by people that got very rich from 2020 on PPE gear that went to waste, on vaccines. They're laughing at us. 
They're laughing at us. They're liars. Absolutely. Look, I can't say I disagree with you at all. And I, I can feel that the sentiment that uh, the freedom movement uh, represented by you in uh, the United Kingdom has is very similar to the sentiment uh, on the streets in Australia. Uh, people have not forgotten. People haven't gone away. And people aren't silly. They can look back now and see who was right and who was wrong. And although, look, it was it was difficult, right? It was difficult for you. It must have been being in prison, right? Fair enough. One thing you throw me in jail. I, I, the only thing I found difficult, they, obviously, I lost all my business. So I cashed my pension so I could get myself over the next couple of years. Uh, they post they post printed my address and i had two guys at my door that had previously been sectioned my daughters were here they put i got death threats um they used my own son uh you know in the media and it was lies and, it, and he's been back well, they're, here they're like they're like mafia when they can't challenge you for your views yeah but on you know the vaccine they go after your family exactly but you know i never really Sorry, cared. No, no, they're not mafia mafia actually have morals mafia they don't do. go after families exactly. the government has no morals they and they you never see them going after any government's family so they try and it's like they try and do the thing where they um you know put your head on a spike at parliament they used two years ago now they do it in the press they try and uh, character assassinate you but for me i never wavered because i i knew in my gut and in my heart that all I had to do was continue to tell the truth because it's a sin to know something is right and not to say it because then you have that person's blood on your hands as well. So all I had to do was stay in the right line and let Yahweh, and, and every time I felt really pressured, I would say Psalm 23 out loud, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, he leadeth me, uh, he maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He leadeth me in the in the path of righteousness in his name's sake. Um, yea, though I walk through the, the shadow of the valley of death, I shall fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Very powerful. If you say that, every, I've got goosebumps. Every time you feel under threat and you say that, you say it out loud over and over. That is a very, very powerful prayer to say, and the devil will flee, the enemy will flee. So I, I never found any of it difficult. I just was concerned for my kids. But I, I just said, you know, I knew, I, you know, I, I didn't go to court when they said I had to go to court for five days or they'd send police and arrest me. I was like, yeah, well, whatever. I put a bundle and I never went to court. I never went. And they gave me three fines. I put a piece of scripture on every single page that went into the court documents. And they gave me three fines, 600, 600, 600. And they gave me 180, which is three sixes, six times, add up three sixes. This is all demonic. We're not fighting uh, principalities. You know, we're, sorry, we're not fighting flesh and blood here. We're fighting principalities. Remember that. All these people are devil worshippers. You need to get right with Christ. Kate Shimarani, uh, can't say I disagree with you on that either. And uh, we've got 30 seconds left. Where can our viewers find your work very quickly? I'm on TNT Live on Sunday, 11 a.m. GMT every week. 
You can email me for natural health advice, naturalnurse at mail.com. And my website is going to be katesheimerani.com. You're going to love it. It's like the clean version of OnlyFans. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> well, on, on that note, uh, good night to everybody. We'll stop this conversation before it goes in a different direction. Thank you guys for joining us. Ozzy Kozak signing out. Bye.